as a coach or a dance teacher, we've all been through the challenges that come with the end of the season. You've been training your competition routines for months. It's rounding to the end of the season and it's time to push through those last few big events. Maybe you're planning a recital or getting ready for the national championships. However you end your year, it's those last few weeks when you're trying to get it all done. For me, there were years where this transition into the last big push went really smoothly. You know, the dancers were ready for those increased practices. They were motivating each other to keep fighting. And we had a great end of our season. But there were definitely years when I felt ready to handle it. And then there were times when I just the thought of getting through that last show was exhausting. So if you're feeling tired this year, maybe a little more irritable with your dancers, or maybe you're just ready to give up, I hope you stay with me today because I want to talk about burnout. Welcome to the Passion for Dance podcast. I'm Dr. Chelsea, a former professional dancer and dance team coach turned sports psychologist. This podcast focuses on four main pillars, motivation, resilience, mindset, and community. Each week, you'll learn actionable strategies, mindsets, and tips to teach your dancers more than good technique. This is a podcast where we can all make a lasting impact and share our passion for dance. Let's do this. A great dance teacher can't always prevent burnout in us as the educator or in our dancers, but we can learn to diagnose it in ourselves and our athletes and try to turn it around before it completely derails the season. And while burnout is not technically a mental illness that can be diagnosed by a psychologist, it is still considered a mental health issue, and it's something to be taken very seriously. Uh, The term originated in the 1970s from a psychologist who wanted to describe the high levels of stress and lofty ideals felt by professionals in helping professions like doctors and nurses. He was trying to explain their unique situation where it was very high stress, but they had very high ideals for what they thought they could do. And I'm sure you would agree those characteristics of high ideals with a lot of stress could describe all of us as dance educators. We love what we do. We have high expectations for ourselves and our dancers, but there's a lot of stress that comes with that. So it's easy to experience burnout. Usually that experience looks like a shift from doing our best to doing the bare minimum to get by. That's usually the first big signal for me that I can feel the burnout coming as I shift from that desire to do my best to just what do I need to do to get through? Like that's my first big like, uh uh-oh, red flag, something's changing. I'm not showing up the same anymore. I'm starting to try to just scrape by. In that sense, I want to talk to you about the symptoms of burnout because it probably goes further than you think. If you're going to truly be able to recognize burnout in yourself and your dancers, you have to know what you're looking for. And burnout is not just a lack of motivation. That's certainly part of it. And it's usually the biggest thing people are aware of is just when things have shifted that they're like, I just don't have the same desire to work on this anymore. So lack of motivation is part of it, but it's really so much more. And not everyone experiences burnout in the same way. So in psychological research, we look at burnout in this way. There's three categories of symptoms, three different kinds of symptoms to be aware of. The first are physical symptoms. This is when you can like hold the stress of burnout in your body. So some people experience insomnia when you might not otherwise. They may experience a decrease in strength or coordination. I think that's really interesting in dancers because you may see someone who used to be able to perform skills or they could get through those super long practices. Uh, 
suddenly just kind of struggling to be able to do it anymore. And our body can physically hold on to that sense of burnout by struggling to be as coordinated as we used to be. And that might be something you can see in your dancers or even yourself in your teaching. A physical symptom also could be tiredness, which I'm sure many of you have experienced, just that like you can't get the same amount of energy during the day. You don't wake up refreshed anymore. You know, that kind of overarching tiredness that can cloud the whole day. And ultimately, there's also that greater susceptibility to illness. This was also when I knew I was struggling a little bit, you know, when you would have that big event, nationals, recitals, shows, something, and then as soon as it's over, you get sick. And it's so common. And part of it is just we're working so hard, and then our immune system kind of crashes, it catches up with us. But you are more susceptible to illness if you're burnt out. So those are some physical symptoms. There's also mental symptoms. Loss of motivation is certainly a mental symptom many people experience with burnout. But another mental symptom is irritability, just being a little bit more cranky than you normally would be. Uh, I can get snarky. I get like, I can make these little side comments under my breath that I normally wouldn't ever make. And I can catch myself and like, whoa, okay, I'm getting irritable. I'm getting cranky. I'm starting to get snappy kind of in a way that I'm typically a pretty compassionate person, but I can feel the burnout coming out through irritability and I can get snappier with, you know, my dancers, my kids, my, my spouse. It's all that irritability starts to get, it starts to increase, right? When you're experiencing burnout. Another mental symptom is decrease in concentration. It could just be harder and harder to focus, uh, harder to you know stay in line, get the thing done that you need to get done right, to maintain that focus. You might see it in yourself. You might see it in your dancers struggling to concentrate in class. Uh, there could also be disinterest, right? That just kind of apathy of like something that you used to love that doesn't have that same power anymore. It doesn't quite give that same fire. It's just like, I just don't. You know, I used to love to choreograph, but I don't get all excited about it anymore. Or I, you know, usually really, you know, this is my favorite class to teach every week. And then today on my way in, I just don't feel it anymore. So that disinterest, loss of motivation again. We also could see an increase in anxiety, uh, which doesn't always get uh, recognized as part of burnout, but it is a part of it. And having more of those just kind of general negative emotions can get wrapped up with burnout. And then we could also see a decrease in self-confidence when people are feeling that sense of burnout and they're, you know, they're tired and all those physical symptoms too. They could also just have that sense of like, I just don't think I am capable anymore. Maybe I'm not a good teacher anymore. Maybe I'm not good enough to coach this team at this level or you start, all the self-doubt can start to creep in. It's really important to be aware of these mental symptoms because as much as we are usually pretty aware of the loss of motivation, it could be a lot more than that. So think about these mental symptoms, how they might be showing up for you or your dancers. And then the third category is behavioral symptoms. One is giving up, like actually quitting. Dancers who stop showing up to class, you know, if you might actually want to just completely give up and say, I quit, I'm done, uh, it certainly happens. There, you could see an actual decrease in ability, like a physical decrease in ability where you can't do what you used to be able to do anymore. Uh, another common uh, behavioral symptom in students is a decrease in academic performance. So depending on your role with your dancers, you may or may not be involved in their academics, but know that that's another sign. 
And then another key behavioral symptom is interpersonal difficulties, just struggling with maybe more conflict than you used to have or kind of struggling with some of those relationships, which could go back to the mental symptoms of irritability. You start taking it out on the people you love, you're going to have more conflict. I always felt this with my team and the dancers. If you're spending so much time together, you're nearing the end of the season, people start to get burnt out. The little catty conversations start to pick up or there's more eye rolling. There's more like everybody's just a little bit more agitated and on edge. And those interpersonal difficulties start to really come up, especially in team situations. So that's a another behavioral symptom. That's a sign that maybe the dancers are experiencing some burnout or maybe you're feeling more conflict and challenges in relationships that you're not used to. So keep that in mind. Maybe the senior on your the senior dancer who is always rude at practice or that dancer who just keeps getting hurt at all the wrong times, the dancer who used to be able to complete that killer turn section but now she lost her confidence, they may all be experiencing burnout. So as I'm talking through these symptoms, do you notice what you might be seeing in your dancers, but do you also notice what you might be seeing in yourself and try to notice your own triggers and burnout? And as I've been sharing, I think some of them I've noticed over the years that I can recognize my own symptoms a little bit faster. And it looks different for everybody. You know, for me, that uh, the irritability kicks in and I can see uh, some of the physical, the tiredness that I just don't want to do stuff as much. I can get a little bit apathetic. And so those red flags start to happen. But notice for yourself, what does burnout look like for you? To summarize burnout and how psychologists look at it now, it's the condition that has three key components. Again, not just motivation, but uh, psychologists look at it as overwhelming exhaustion is a key component to it, cynicism and detachment, and a sense of ineffectiveness and a lack of accomplishment. So think about that for yourself right now as a dance educator, as a coach. Where are you at this season? Do you feel that overwhelming sense of exhaustion? We're all tired, right? Everybody feels tired. But has it reached a sense of just being overwhelming and I am completely exhausted. Do you experience any cynicism that, and this is relative to personality, right? And I want to be clear about that too. It's, are you more cynical than you usually are, right? If it's, uh, it could be a big shift for you and, but someone who is normally a little bit cynical may not have a big shift. That's just how they always are. So are you experiencing it more than you normally do? Um, or that sense of detachment and, I think that's a big flag for us in this dance industry where if you're here because you love it and you start to feel that detachment, be be aware of that. Be aware of where you're pulling back and pulling away from it and you don't have that same investment that you used to. And that other piece is that sense of ineffectiveness or lack of accomplishment. That's where I see burnout in teachers a lot when they ask me, you know, am I, should I quit? Am I done? I can't decide if I should leave or not. A lot of it stems from feeling like they're ineffective and they feel like they're not able to teach as well as they used to or they're not reaching their dancers anymore or they don't feel a sense of accomplishment. And we work in an industry where you don't get tangible rewards as a teacher or as a coach very often. You don't always get recognized, right? We just get we see all the problems. We deal with all the people who are not happy. We don't always hear about the ones who love us and the ones who are really happy. And that sense of a lack of accomplishment or that sense of being ineffective can be a big part of burnout. So it's not just a lack of motivation, but it can look really different for everyone.
Today's podcast is sponsored by the National Dance Coaches Association and the annual conference coming up in May 2021. I have been a part of this association since the beginning, and I am not exaggerating when I say it is one of my absolute favorite conferences to attend for dance coaches. This year, the conference is in person, and I definitely need that personal connection now more than ever. I am counting the days. But here's the real deal and why I wanted to share this with you. Besides obviously being a good time with friends, the conference includes a full schedule of motivational and truly informative sessions to put some oomph back in your dance team life. And even better, one NDCA credential is included in your registration fee. There are three credentials, judging, coaching, and dance safety. I actually helped write the coaching credential and I will be there teaching it live at the conference. You can get more information by going to nationaldancecoaches.org and register today. All right, in this section, I want to talk about the sources of burnout. Like, where does it really come from? There's really three main sources of burnout, and people can experience more than one symptom from more than one source. And that's why burnout is not just a lack of motivation. It's more complicated. But if you understand where it comes from, you may be better able to recognize like the situation that's going to cause the burnout to happen before you get there. So one key source is a demanding situation. Right. When athletes or teachers feel a lack of control. So as a dance educator, if you're in a situation where you don't have any autonomy, don't get to make any choices, you don't have a sense of control, that highly demanding situation uh, can be really challenging and can be a source of burnout. Another demanding situation could just be really high expectations. And that could be high expectations of you as the teacher or the studio owner or the coach. It could be, from a dancer's perspective, those high expectations from their parents or their coaches or their peers. A demanding situation could also just be a lack of social support. Not having a good sense of community and people around you can lead to burnout. Uh, excessive demands on our time, which is, I think, where a lot of us are at, <laughs> that it just feels like it's taking up so much of our lives. Uh, For if you're in teaching younger dancers, having negative parent involvement is a big, could be a big part of this demanding situation, Uh, or it could just be a really intense load. Uh, So as a dancer, a really intense training load that might go too far, or as the teacher, just a really intense like teaching load, you know, too many hours a week, too many classes, driving around between different studios, that high demanding load. So a demanding situation uh, and any of those different ways are is one key source of burnout. Another source of burnout is negative thoughts. And this is where it does get really different for different people because some people are more prone to these kinds of negative thoughts and other people are better at uh, turning those thoughts around. But if you're prone to negative thoughts, you're more prone to this sense of burnout. So different people think about the same situation in different ways. So think about it, if one athlete perceives that they have very few meaningful accomplishments, like they feel like they're never recognized for improving their skills, then they may have their kind of negative uh, thoughts about it. So like, I'm never good enough, or I never get recognized, I feel like my skills are getting better, but no one ever notices. And those negative thoughts can lead to burnout. Whereas for you may have a completely different perception of the situation and feel like they do have a lot of, you know, positive um, affirmation, reinforcement of their good work, but their negative self-talk, that kind of those negative thoughts could be overriding it. Another source of negative thoughts could just come from a lack of enjoyment if you just don't like it anymore, right? And it could be 
Maybe you've shifted the type of class you teach or the styles that you're teaching or, you know, you used to choreograph and you don't anymore and you miss it. I mean, there's all sorts of things that change in our career in the dance industry. But if you no longer have that same level of enjoyment, then you're more likely to have those negative thoughts that can lead to burnout. Overall chronic stress, right? Just, I think that's what we typically think about with burnout. Just living a life that has chronic stress that never really goes away. The third source of burnout has to do with the motivational factors. Some uh, athletes and coaches, we have a chronic low self-esteem. So if you just normally live in a world where you have that low self-esteem and struggle with that, it can affect your motivation and uh, lead to burnout. Dancers or teachers who have a fear of failure or who are highly self-critical, any of my perfectionists out there, if you are naturally more of a perfectionist, that can hurt your motivation and lead to burnout. You get that sense of like, if I can't do it perfectly, I'm not going to do it at all. And you start to lose motivation of like, I can't get it, I can't get it, I can't get it. And it becomes easier to just take the apathetic route and say, forget it, I'm not doing it anymore. So uh, and the other flip side, another motivational factor are people who have this high need to please others. So you've probably had that dancer, right, where all they want is to make you happy as their teacher. While it can be like flattering and exciting and they love you, but it's also like, but it's not about me as your teacher. I want you to want this and I want you to just love dance and I want you to work for it because you want it, not because you're trying to make me happy. But it's, a, again, a personality thing. Some just naturally have this high need to please other people which can start to hurt their motivation if they don't feel like they've accomplished that goal or they're not getting the feedback that they need. Uh, But even us as adults and dance educators, many of us still have a high need to please other people. And it could be fellow coaches. It could be pleasing your dancers and making them happy. It could be pleasing the studio owners or, you know, whoever's hired you. And it doesn't matter even as adults, we still have that high need to please others. And that can lead to a decrease in motivation and burnout. So talking through all of this, if you're still with me, there's the good news. You can do something about it. So if you have been listening along and you're like, yep, that's me. Yep, I do that. I definitely have that symptom. Don't get too caught up in the negative side of it. Like, yep, I'm burnt out because I, I honestly feel like a lot of us are. And and maybe it's just you know because of the year that it's been that I think more people are talking about burnout or more people have reached out to me to talk about it than normal. But even in a traditional year, burnout in dance teachers happens and a lot of the really good teachers don't last that long because they push too hard out of the gate and then they don't take care of themselves and they burn out and we lose good teachers because they don't take care of themselves. So what do you do about it? I'm going to give you some tips for the dancers that are burnt out that you could share with your dancers if it's supportive to them and then I'm going to give you some thoughts about what you can do if you are the one who's experiencing the burnout. All right, tips for you to help your dancers who are burnt out. First and foremost, get to know yourself and your dancers. Uh, Try to recognize the symptoms for what they are and know that the symptoms your dancers are experiencing for burnout may not be the same as what you experience. Uh, So when you're drilling a skill and an athlete just gives up, you don't immediately jump on her about it, right? Maybe there's a deeper reason there. You know, getting upset with her for quitting in the moment will just probably add to that lack of social support, decrease her potentially already fragile self-esteem. You know, or maybe she's got great self-esteem and it's and she's just being highly self-critical in the moment. You may need to actually help her get out of her own way, right? And yelling at her for her failures or making her do it over and over and over again is really only going to make it worse. Bottom line to this, you have to know your individual athletes so you can recognize their symptoms or talk to them about it and teach them about this and help them reflect and identify their own symptoms so they can talk to you about it. 
That way you can try to understand what's actually going on in their head and that's leading to their sense of burnout. So first tip, if you think an athlete is burnt out, ask them to stay after practice or stay after class one day and talk to you so you can get to the bottom of what's what they're going through. Try to understand their source of burnout. And it certainly may not be what you think it is. Right? Plus, just being heard and acknowledged can go a long way. So for a dancer to just understand of like, oh, they can tell that I'm losing coordination or struggling. They can tell that I am not showing up at the same level of intensity or that I'm, you know, fighting with my friends and they see that. And so just knowing that you see them, just knowing that you care and want to help can go a long way. Number two, for your whole team or company, like schedule some rest time. Just think about your big picture. You take, you know, 30,000 foot view of your season and find time to actually pull back and take a break, even in like the heat of your most competitive time in your season. And I know that, you know, highly competitive part of your season can be really intense. But one of the best things you can do is schedule a break from practices and classes and kind of just give you a break from the repetitive movements that cause strain on your body and take a mental break to check out and have fun again. I am a firm believer in work hard, play hard, right? And if you work hard too long with none of the play, you forget why you love this. Number three, you know, along with taking breaks, incorporate some fun into class and practice again. Try not to get all too serious. I am guilty of this. I was always the super serious dancer. And as a teacher, I'm like, I'm in, I'm focused. This We have a clear agenda. But sometimes you got to remember to just bring the fun back, right? Just taking 10 minutes at the end of one random practice to play a silly game. We used to just pause and like play heads up or something fun for a few minutes. Maybe some quiet time to reflect in journals. Uh, you know, those things can do wonders to reset the kind of negative mental spiral that could be heading towards burnout. Just like break it up and pause and give them a chance to laugh, bring some joy back, or take a chance to reflect. All those things can be really powerful. Number four, you can actually teach some basic stress management techniques and ideally doing them kind of throughout the year rather than waiting for the time in the season when everything's already blowing up and everybody's burnt out, but talking about it when you're not in the heat of things. So maybe in what I would call improvement season rather than the summer, but take some of the lower time Uh, where things are not as stressful, talking about stress management, how do you handle it? You know, there's deep breathing exercises, using imagery and visualization. You know, there's lots of things that you can do, time management stuff that helps with stress management and kind of trickling into those things, talking about it throughout your season. And number five, try to address it before it gets out of control. So a big part of why I wanted to talk through symptoms like I did at the beginning is so you start to recognize them sooner and you can take action more quickly rather than waiting for things to really spiral. You never want someone to be in the depths of burnout right before your major competition, right? And often the signs are there long before that. You may have just missed them. So keep an eye on your dancers. Look for the small signs that you can easily address and plan for those breaks and fun times uh, before they even have a chance to ask for you. Like if they're begging for a break, you went too far, right? Trying to find a way to keep that... Uh, spread out and keep it going throughout your whole season. Okay, so let's talk about tips for you, the dance educator, if you're feeling burnt out right now. Know that this is really personal. What works for one person may not work for someone else. So take advice from other people, gather ideas from me and this podcast, gather ideas from Pinterest and your friends, whatever you do for inspiration. But ultimately, success in treating burnout is going to come from self-reflection and understanding what you personally need. 
Self-care doesn't have to be time-consuming or another thing on your to-do list. That's actually a big red flag. If you feel like your self-care is an item on your to-do list, it's not working. It's not actually helping you. It's not actually rejuvenating you. When you find something that works for you, small amounts of self-care on a regular basis are much more effective than nothing for weeks on end and then like a big self-care treat at the end to like, quote, make up for it. Like it doesn't really, like sure those feel good and do those big things, But if you're pushing for weeks and months on end with nothing, just like, oh, well, I'll get to it later, you know, it's better than nothing, but it's too little too late. If you're listening to me now and you're already guilty of not taking good care of yourself while you constantly pour into everyone else, you're giving your whole self to your dancers and your family and everyone that you love in your life, then sure, do something, you know, a longer break, a bigger thing to help you reset But know in the long run that smaller, more consistent efforts at self-care are going to be much more effective. So the American Psychological Association has these four recommendations about burnout that I want to bring to you now. And again, this is where the academic in me comes out a little bit like when I offer advice, this is research-based, this is coming from sciences, and also my own experiences. But these are four things that uh, American Psychological Association recommends. One thing you can try is mindfulness. Taking small breaks in between things uh, really help. So if you are the type of person who has to move really quickly from studio to home, from one class to another, from teaching school to teaching practice, try as much as you can to stop and notice how you're feeling take five minutes, 10 minutes. You know, what are you feeling? What are you actually feeling right now? Are you thirsty? Are you happy? What are you grateful for? What are you now worried about that you need to like jot down a note to yourself to get it out of your brain, but know that it's going to be taken care of, but just taking a mindful moment. What do I really need right now? Deep breath, mindfulness for five, 10 minutes, be aware of how you truly feel before you just jump into the next thing. Burnout happens when we don't pause in our crazy busy lives just take a minute and sometimes as a mom I'll do this like if I drive home when I used to drive to go to work (laughs) instead of working at home all the time but I would come home and just sit in my car for a few minutes before going inside maybe five minutes but it was just enough of like I'm just gonna sit in the quiet for a few minutes think about something that just happened at work like put a cap on it feel good about it or think about how do I want to be as a mom when I walk in the door next and just give yourself those few minutes to reset and that could be again transitioning from school to practice between classes which I know could be super hard but even just maybe after you're done teaching going home like find those moments to be more mindful second recommendation from the APA is to exercise and move your body Now, I acknowledge for many of us, we're like, well, yeah, that's all I do all day. If you are someone who is already really moving your body, then this probably won't help you. But I do know for a lot of teachers, you know, we, it depends on the day. Like sometimes you're super active and other times as a dance teacher, maybe you're intensely cleaning something and you're standing still nitpicking stuff. Or it depends on the type of class you're teaching. You may not be as active that day. Coaches, sometimes you end up spending practice doing paperwork or again, you don't, you may not move your body as much as you're used to. And we think of like, oh, I'm on my feet all day. But are you standing still? Are you actually moving? Like, do you need a little bit of like stretching and yoga and kind of restorative type movement at the end of the day? Again, some of that can go a really long way. Number three is to find your village. I am a 
big advocate for finding your village, find your community, get the social support you need from people who understand you. That could be fellow dance teachers and coaches. It can be your friends who are not dancers that need to like, I need a break from this world, right? It can be your spouse. It can be uh, anyone who is that meaningful person in your life that you have that social support. Find your village. That helps burn out so much. And number four is to unplug and unplug from all kinds of technology, TV, all screens, put it away. And that also really means to unplug mentally. So if you can, like try not to think about all the work stuff for a while. And I know that can feel really hard. And I'm one that I, it's hard for me to shut off my brain sometimes. But if it's really hard to shut off your brain, that could be a clue that you're headed to burnout. Like you're ruminating too much and you need to be able to shut it off. So if there isn't anything else taking up your time that allows you to not think about anything at all, you want time in your day where you can just have quiet to either allow yourself to process things or to allow yourself to like let creativity come to you. Um, Just not think about anything, maybe watching a silly TV show, reading a book that kind of gets you off into a different world. And I know I said TV show, which it's an option if it's going to make you laugh and all of that. But if you can try to find something that is truly unplugged, truly away from all screens and a way to kind of shut that down. So try put it away and completely unplug and Again, it's not as helpful to wait for a long time and then say, okay, I'm going to take a whole weekend and not do anything. That's great. And that's better than nothing. But it's actually better if you do this in like micro throughout your day. Like, okay, every day I'm going to shut down by a certain amount of time. So I have this like solid bedtime routine, or I'm going to make sure they're always off during dinner or whatever that is. Like find a way to make sure you have that unplug time so that you can really be true to yourself uh, and make sure that's a part of your day. So let's take let's go back for a minute and review. I know this was kind of a lot. So burnout is that condition that involves overwhelming exhaustion, cynicism and detachment, and a sense of ineffectiveness or a lack of accomplishment. Importantly, though, the symptoms can look different for different people, and so does self-care. Reflection in order to better understand your needs and what helps you is a really important part of this. So again, there's three types of symptoms, physical, mental, and behavioral. So try to notice what burnout looks like for you. And finally, find a self-care routine that works for you and not what some influencer tells you to do or even what your best friend does. You know, try different options, play with different things and reflect and see how you feel and then edit that routine as necessary and keep at it. Remember, small amounts of self-care on a regular basis are going to prevent burnout much better than one big week-long vacation after 51 weeks of high stress and high effort. (laughs) Take those smaller breaks. I hope this provides a balance of kind of education and support for you. Burnout is very real and something we need to be aware of. As much as you love dance and you love your work, burnout could ruin it for you. So don't let the candle burn out. Don't lose that passion for dance. Take care of yourself so that you can continue to share your passion for dance with the world. (music) 